without further ado, welcome to the latest in the Balderton podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Sam Sheed, who is the Startups and Innovation Editor at Tech World. Uh, and what we're going to talk about is London's uh, tech geography. Uh, where do startups and tech firms in London base themselves and why do they do that? And what's going to happen next uh, to London's particular uh, startup topography. The reason we're talking about this is that Sam, what, maybe two, three months ago, wrote a piece that was entitled, Has Silicon Roundabout Had Its Day? Uh, and I guess we're going to dive a bit deeper in that. So, Sam, did you did you get an answer to that question? Has Silicon Roundabout had its day? Um, thanks for having me, Ben. Um, and I would, that's a tough question to open with. You'll see that I wrote about a thousand words. So to summarize that, I didn't actually have a, a firm conclusion at the end. I have a few suspicions and I would say that I think Shoreditch um, was very, very cool and was kind of the place to move to if you were a tech company um, three, three years ago probably. Now, however, there are a few other places that are starting to crop up and are also uh, pretty interesting, and they they have a lot going for them that maybe Shoreditch doesn't. Anymore. The places that you identified in that piece, and that was a deliberately hard, tongue-in-cheek <laughs> uh, opening bowl from me <laughs> as far as the questions goes, because let's be honest, Silicon Roundabout, everybody knows, hasn't had its day. It's, it's still pretty vibrant. If you go there now, probably walk into a coffee shop, you'd meet a couple of uh, tech startups. There's still a lot going on there. Mm. But I guess it's our segue into talking about what's happening next. And the, the areas you identified, King's Cross, where we are right now, where Tech World are based, Bolton are based, Canary Wharf was another, obviously Level 39, a place mm. I'm quite familiar with, as well as um, Alibaba, gone there recently, DataSift, etc. Yeah. Uh, and then on to Croydon and and um, the Olympic Park in Stratford. That's right. Spoke about as well. Yes, yeah, so I think that it's no longer a straightforward decision to move to Shoreditch. There, the sheer amount of companies and startups that moved to the area to begin with, and um, when David Cameron first came out with the whole Tech City initiative um, about three years ago, has led to a significant increase in rental prices. Um, so, if you're a startup now, to try and find somewhere in Shoreditch, which is half decent, is not easy. Um, there are a lot of co-working spaces around the area, but you know, they're, they're quite expensive too, and some people want their own office. Um, so, so yeah, there are these other parts of London now which are quite attractive. I think King's Cross is arguably going to be the most uh, most attractive place in, in coming years. Um, not that Sam and I are partisan about King's Cross. I'm not Cross. biased at all, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you have Google moving in uh, or announcing that it's planning to move in um, with this whopping great $1 billion uh, headquarters, which has been heavily delayed, but apparently it's still happening. Um, and then, yes, as you said, we have Balderton and Techworld. Uh, there's also a digital catapult centre for startups, um, which is opposite the British Library, actually on the floor above Techworld. Um, and that's a, a £70 million space for for startups to come in and get some support from government. So I suppose an area is defined not just by the tech that happens there, it's also all the other things that um, are literally in the vicinity as well. So if you look at King's Cross, yeah, 
be fantastic when and if Google mm. uh, move into this huge headquarters. And of course, you know, you say Bolton and Tech, well, lots of tech companies clustering around here. But also you've got the knowledge quarter in King's Cross. You have uh, museums, you've got St. Martin's, you've got such uh, fantastic knowledge and creativity around here, yeah. in addition to British Library, to, to the train stations that bring people in from the continent, etc. Is that what you need? Do you need not only tech to happen in a in, in a certain location? You also need all those other peripheral industries and, and factors to push it forward? I think so. I think you have to kind of make it appealing for tech companies to want to go there in the first place. And part of the reason that Google has decided to move to King's Cross is there's a huge redevelopment going on in the area. So if you came here 10, 20 years ago, it was quite a dodgy place. Um, and it's it's changed quite a lot. It's cleaning up its act, basically. Um, some will argue that it's, uh, you know, removing a lot of the character and just turning it into another corporate haven. So there's lots of modern office buildings now and luxury flats cropping up here and there. But that's fine, isn't it? I mean, because isn't that just the, the wheels of commerce turning? I think you need to find a balance between building new, new offices and new homes, but also making sure that you maintain some of what's, what was there to begin with as well. Because, um, you know, that whole diversity that London has is, is what makes it so attractive in the, in the first place. So you shouldn't try and hold back the tide, but still be very much aware of what made that area popular or successful in the first place. Yeah, nicely put. Oh, thank you. <laughs> very, very nice of you to say, Mr. Sheath. So I suppose, you know, when you look at all the different areas of London, as we say, Canary Wharf, King's Cross, wherever it might be, um, they all specialise in some way, or a lot of them specialise. Uh, Canary Wharf is the easy example of that. Most of what's going on there seems to be around fintech, financial technology, what with the uh, long history of it being a, a banking and financial services district, Level 39 popping up, Innovate Finance, companies like those. Um, is that what helps London? Does that mean these clusters don't necessarily need to be putting on the boxing gloves and punching it out for uh, in, in competition, I suppose? Can they actually collaborate? I think you'll get certain clusters around London where there are already certain industries, as you pointed out. Canary Wharf has finance, for example. Soho is kind of media and advertising. So maybe if you're a, a media tech company or a fash tech company, you might want to go and set up in Soho. Um, I mean, there's no obvious ones really beyond that to me. Well, no, it's a, it's a good point. So this, this specialization thing mm. is maybe rarer than uh, we think. <clears throat> and maybe lots of the other tech clubs are genuinely quite diverse and quite cross-sector. Mm -hmm. So it is a competition. Is London genuinely uh, almost battling out within itself in the terms of which of these miniature tech hubs is going to be most popular or can several coexist with each other? I think you can get several and I think tech is becoming so ubiquitous now that it, 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 tech city used to be defined as this little part of Shoreditch around Silicon Roundabout. And now there are a lot of people who, Tech City UK, for example, um, they say it now expands as far east and south as Greenwich, and it also goes right up to King's Cross. So they're basically trying to say London is one big tech city. And I guess within that parameter, there will be lots of little pockets that kind of 
are appealing to tech startups. That makes sense. Mm. So we don't have to see one win overall. There could there could be a happy coexistence. And I suppose there needs to be because the old you know the old uh, anecdote goes: if you were to draw Silicon Valley onto the UK, it wouldn't fit inside the M25, which is the motorway that spins around London. So there's going to have to be some kind of uh, coexistence and cooperation somewhere along the way. Many would say. So, Sam, the big question is, when you inevitably start a tech startup, uh, where would you base it in London? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't actually thought about this. Um, So, I used to live over in in Shoreditch, not for very long. When I first moved to London, I spent um, six months in a little flat at the top of Brick Lane. And I didn't like it very much, if I'm honest. I I think it's a great place to kind of pop in and out of. But to live there or maybe have your company there, I don't know. I also think... Why is that? For me, it was a little bit too um, chaotic. The travel links aren't great. Um, and I prefer somewhere where there's a bit more open space, I think. There's not, so there aren't many parks around. A bit more space, a bit more, uh, I suppose, reliable transportation links. Where in London speaks to you? With those factors in mind. King's Cross. King's Cross. <laughs> we have a surprise answer from Mr. Sam Sheed. So on the on the subject of London as a whole, only a day ago, Tessa Jowen, uh, Lord Davis, announced uh, a group whose intention in... Uh, Tessa Jowell's own world is to make London the tech capital of the world, which is a very uh, ambitious mm. uh, statement to make. And there's three... S- sections or so three targets that they've set themselves they need to they say in their own words to to close the gap and to make london the top of the pile in global tech they need to improve digital talent by uh teaching school kids to code a very noble thing to do uh they need to up broadband speeds to 10 gigabytes a second in tech clusters and one gigabyte per second in homes and also which strikes me and you may have an opinion on this a very open statement which is to identify the barriers obstructing tech startups in london um will that make london uh the tech capital of the world or is or is that quite quite an ambitious ambitious goal from uh jowl and david i I think the the coding and the broadband speeds are obviously very important. There's a huge shortage of talent out there at the moment. The fastest growing tech companies in London, they need people and they can't find them. So, you know, and that's because we've neglected to teach children in schools how to code right up until last year and now it's part of the national curriculum. So, yeah, coding, very important. Broadband speeds, I think... You can't underestimate how important they are either. I mean, for me and you who just want to watch a bit of Netflix, maybe it's not too bad. But um, I know that tech companies have quite a, um, a need for really fast upload and download speeds. And have you heard stories that companies are currently being let down by the broadband speeds that they have in certain parts of London? I have. And funnily enough, it's often over in Tech City, around Shoreditch, wow. um, where the connections aren't as good as you'd expect them to be. And one of the one of the other issues is it can take a hell of a long time for um, tech companies to be hooked up to the internet when they first move into their their new premises. I've heard uh, one very well known company um, back in its early days, you know, two years ago perhaps, couldn't for the life of it get connected to the internet by BT, and um, eventually they managed to get their problem solved. But 
they weren't happy. I'm sh yeah, surely not. So I suppose not only upping the speeds, but making it a bit more possible for tech companies to move in plug and play when it comes mm. to broadband. Yeah. And to that statement of identify the barriers obstructing tech startups in London seems to be a very open-ended uh, statement. Can we help? Can we help Tassajal identify some of those barriers? What would you say is, is probably a barrier that needs to be leapt over pretty soon? I'm sure we can. If you're, a, if you're a tech startup and something is is bothering you, send her an email. <laughs> <laughs> Write to her office, let her know, bombard her, spam her. Is there, are there any anything that keeps coming up? I mean, you talk to a lot of startups. Is there anything that uh, is a constant frustration with London? I mean, one thing that I've heard and that you've alluded to in property prices or rental prices is also cost of living. Uh, and that might mean that London loses some um, technology companies to other yeah. parts of Europe. Well, if you look at Berlin, they've just introduced a rental cap. And I think there are a lot of people in London that would like to see the same thing happen here. Berlin is obviously a... Uh, quite a hot tech hub itself. And I do know of several entrepreneurs in the UK who have left London to go to Berlin, partly because of the cheaper rents you can get over there. Do you think a rent cap would happen in London? That's probably for Boris to uh, to answer. I, I don't know. I Probably not is uh, my, my guess. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Well, we can quiz him and if it don't get the answer we want, we can fire a water cannon at him. So we've got a couple of those left over now. Um, but to take, I guess, the more helicopter view of, of Europe, or the, it'd be a pretty high helicopter, like the kind of airplane view of Europe, if you like. Um, how does London fare when compared to other European tech destinations? Because, you know, we keep hearing stats, there's four times as many startups in London as there are in the next four tech hubs combined, things like that. Um, but from your experience, you travel around, you meet people, how, how does it actually stack up? I think very well. Um, in Europe, there's no denying that London is growing at a phenomenal rate. And you just have to look at some of the companies here and how much money they're receiving from venture capital companies like, like Bolton, for example. And I do think they are doing well. There are other places that are doing good things too. Um, Berlin, Stockholm, Paris... Um, Lisbon and some some other slightly smaller and niche cities. Um, however, when you and this is the age-old question, if you look at what's happening in London or the UK and just compare it to Silicon Valley in any way, it's dwarfed instantly. Is that a useful comparison? It might not be, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the so the the ecosystem in Silicon Valley is obviously a lot older, more well-established. I think the ecosystem in London is growing quicker now than the rate at which it's growing in Silicon Valley. Um, who's to say in 20 or 30 years' time we don't catch up? So it's something for, that's a long-term question in terms of using Silicon Valley as a yardstick. It's not going to happen overnight or in the next couple of years. But still going in the right direction. Absolutely. So in the wider European question, to come back to my old tried and tested uh, uh, painting by numbers set of questions, if London was out of the equation and you had to pick somewhere in Europe, mm. capital city-wise or wherever, uh, to base Soundsheet Enterprises, where would it be? It would be Berlin, I think. <sighs> Straight answer yeah, with Berlin. Berlin's a great city and um, cheap, cool, well, just, yeah, it's good. Berlin. Well, I think, and well, unless there's any other thoughts you have on London's tech ecosystem as a whole, we have pretty much pulled it apart. I think we should also add that the UK tech 
ecosystem shouldn't just be about London. There are other cities around the UK which um, are also creating great startup companies. A um, couple that spring to mind are Cambridge, um, Edinburgh, Manchester, Bristol. Um, that wasn't a couple, that was a few, but it was a few. <laughs> I got a bit carried away, I'm sorry. But, that's, but that is, is actually a really important point. Is enough being done to help the uh, other potential clusters within the UK? Because London, you know, got a lot of support, got a lot of almost international airtime due to the Tech City UK project. It was all very much focused around London. London did brilliant things in terms of growth, but then should the same be done again for all of these other tech hubs you mentioned, or what can be done? So I think the government has realised that what they did with Shoreditch and with Tech City in the in the first case has worked. Um, to quite a quite a high degree. Um, London is now recognised internationally and the, the government has now asked the Tech City UK organisation to focus on the whole of the UK now, so expanding beyond London to support startups across the nation. And uh, there are certain initiatives and programmes in place. Um, there's one called the Cluster Alliance, which I wrote about the other day, and that basically involves finding the people at the heart of the tech ecosystems in each of the cities around the UK and just bringing them together. So four or five times a year, they get together, they chat and they, they share the stories and um, pass on advice. So, so that's one thing that the government is doing to try and support you know, the rest of the UK. And does it look like it's working? The guy I spoke to over in, who leads um, kind of a, a startup community group over in Cardiff, it's called Cardiff Start, um, he said that startups and entrepreneurs that he works with in Cardiff um, are really benefiting from, from this cluster alliance. They've been invited to Buckingham Palace, they've been invited to Downing Street for a Pitch 10 event, and apparently off the back of the Pitch 10 event, for example, um, one of the companies in Cardiff managed to get some uh, some funding from a, an angel in London. So, um, so yeah, I think... That sounds like it's working. Yeah. That sounds like good evidence. Mm -hmm. oh, well, terrific. Well, as I say, now we seem to have had a look at London, the UK and Europe. Yep. Uh, and we picked King's Cross and Berlin as where Sam Sheet Enterprises <laughs> will start and then expand to. So look out for that <laughs> in, the, in the coming months and years. Sorry, Tech World. And uh, Sam, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Ben. <laughs>